Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you're really watching. I just want to go ahead and say if you didn't read the title of this podcast, which would be odd if you clicked on it, but I'm titling it Rediscovering God or podcast number one. So I'm just going to go ahead and introduce myself. I'm Anna Catherine. I live in South Carolina, so yes, I am in the Bible Belt. So it wouldn't surprise you to say that I'm Christian, right? Wouldn't surprise you that I would say that based on this title either. But I'm starting this podcast and hoping that I improve over time. But I'm hoping that you guys relate to some of the things that I say today based on the reason you clicked on this video, or rather this podcast. So, for those of you who like to take notes, I'm just going to go ahead and hop right in. Your title for today should be Rediscovering God. The key points I have written down are, who is God? What has he done for me in my personal life and in his promises? How am I using my gifts? How did he speak to me? How does he speak to me? What volume is he at? and why. Remember, pause this podcast whenever you really need to. I know people who like to take notes and go back and look at it later because reading's easier for you. Feel free to do that. But I'm just going to continue going, speaking, because I've already written my stuff down and I'm just kind of following it as it goes. Songs of confirmation and voices to back my points. So, once you've got that written down, get ready because we're going to have a kind of discussion, but you guys aren't exactly talking to me, so I can't interpret what you're going to say or guess ahead, really. So my first question, who is God? For me, God is my peace. He's my assurance of love. He's my motivation for my future, and he's the reason I change every day. I could die tomorrow. And I want him to meet me at my best. Yes, I know that he sees me every day. I know that he hears my every thought. He knows how many hairs are on my head. And he knew me before I was in the womb. But when I meet him again, I want to be at my best. Now, I didn't write very many notes on this, but I guess I can add to it now. There's five areas. Five? I believe it's five areas that I want to be my best at. Number one, spiritual. In order to be my best at my spiritual, I have to work on stuff like this. I bought a $600 laptop and a podcast microphone, not knowing why. I knew why I wanted the laptop, because I wanted it for games. But I also wanted it to make YouTube videos, but I never knew what the YouTube videos were going to be about. Until tonight, when I realized that I've strayed pretty far from home. So I need to get back to my spiritual. And you guys are going to help me do that. Next, most important, physical. The reason I say this is second important is because... I want to keep living another day. I want to keep serving God another day. I want 
to be able to wake up tomorrow and meet another person that I can minister to. Number three, emotional. In order to minister to others, I have to be stable enough in my faith because I know that the devil's going to combat me no matter what situation I'm in. Fourth, mental. Along with the emotional, being stable enough to stand up for my faith without facing fear in that conversation, I need to have enough mental stability and mental capability to have those conversations with people. I need to be able to look up a verse and remember what I'm talking about. Remember the points that I'm going after. And yeah, God's going to give me the words, but I have to be prepared for that. I have to prepare myself spiritually and mentally for those conversations. I have to prepare myself emotionally as I walk up to these people to talk to them. And I have to prepare myself physically so that when they speak to me, they're not afraid that I'm giving them false information because I haven't actually researched it. Finally, financially. This one is last because God does provide. And yes, we do live in a society where everything is paid for in money. We don't trade. We live in a world of gluttony and of lust. And all of those things cost money. But what I need in my life right now God can cover with my paycheck. And when I approach my workplace, I should approach it as if I'm serving him because he asks us to. Although I'm getting a paycheck, I should be treating it as if I'm a servant. I should be giving my utmost because they are my livelihood. My employer is my livelihood. And I have to approach it like that. Otherwise, it's not worth anything. The verse I found to back up who is God for me was Philippians 4, 6 through 7. At first, I only saw verse 6, but then I continued reading and found 7, which explained it even better. So I'm going to start with 6, and you'll see why I chose 7 instead. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So that would make sense, right? Don't be anxious. Always trust in Him. He'll give you peace, right? That follows my God is peace. But then you continue reading into 7, and it says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. Not only does it cover the first words, peace of God, that I used in my sentence, it says, transcends all understanding which proves that his peace is unlike any other. When I say God is my peace, nobody else, nothing else can come above that peace, can feel more comforting than his love and his caring. Next, I go on to the question, what has God done for me in my personal life and then in his promises? In my personal life, he's kept me alive from suicide 
two instances. <laughs> I didn't even write these down. I just wrote, kept me alive, parentheses, suicide, arrow, two stories. Maybe he simply wanted me to shorthand it so that I could give you the story in full from my perspective. So the first time I wanted to kill myself, my brother actually went to the mental hospital the same day. I heard some screaming and yelling upstairs, so I go upstairs and the ambulance is there because he had cut himself and shaved his head. Ten minutes before the screaming started, I was thinking about climbing to the top of my stairs, jumping off, landing headfirst, and breaking my neck. When my brother went off to the mental hospital, my mom started breaking down, and she leaned on me emotionally and physically. I ended up taking care of the kids for weeks after that so that she could deal with my brother in the mental hospital with all the medical bills, with all the appointments and the picking up and dropping off. So I couldn't do it then because I was helping her, right? <laughs> the second time, I had had four panic attacks in a row, meaning my first panic attack started from a sound that I heard on the TV. I put a blanket over me, tried to get the weight on top of me to calm me down, finally get calmed down, and then I see a picture on the wall that triggers me. I go into my second panic attack, and this is when it's like starting to be the feeling of, I need this to be over. I'm tired of this life. Finally calm down from that one, and a third time, I hear the somebody walking down the steps. This triggers me into a third panic attack. Followed by a fourth that was just overwhelming suicidal thoughts of, I don't need to be here. Nobody cares. Nobody can hear me. And I'm done. At that moment, my mom screams down the stairs and says, Brie broke her arm. We have to go to the hospital. Brie's my little sister, by the way. So I run upstairs and she says, I need you to stay here and watch the kids while I take her to the hospital. So of course now <laughs> I can't do it because I have to watch the kids. Although that was one of the most mentally discouraging moments in my life, it was also one of the most refining moments in my life. It brought me back from death into life. So that's what God has done personally for me. In his promises, he's promised me eternal life and mercy forever. And when I say forever, I mean I could be lying on my deathbed and ask for forgiveness and he wouldn't hesitate to forgive me. Eternal life, most of you, if you clicked on this, rediscovering God, it means that you discovered God before, and you really tried your hardest, but you still kind of drifted. The verse that went along with this is the one you've learned from third grade if you were raised in church. 
and it's probably the first one you learned as you were baptized if you were in the church. It's John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And honestly, I don't remember the rest of the verse. I didn't even write it down because I expected to remember it. But basically, he sent his only sacrifice, his only perfect sacrifice for us to have eternal life. For us to have never-ending peace and mercy. So that's what he's done for us. Third point I have. How am I using my gifts? God gave us our gifts. Personally, I have the gifts of discernment, interceding, and singing and teaching. Now, for some of those, you may not have heard of them before. Discernment is simply entering a room, feeling spiritual warfare, and giving guidance on how to resolve the spiritual warfare in a room that you're in or in a space. Or it sort of goes along with interceding. Interceding is basically being asked to pray at any specific time about any specific topic. I have the gift of interceding. It's been over family members. It's been over people who were possessed. It's been over people who were fighting demons, which is very strong to say on a podcast. I don't even know if this will get past the board or whatever. Because of how deep it is. But then I have the gifts of singing and of teaching. I was given the gift of singing so that I could step on stage one day and share my gift. Share the songs that God sent people on this earth to create. I can teach. I can do it to young people middle-aged people and to the elderly my grandmother my co-workers or my peers at school even my little siblings I've been given that gift and I'm so excited that I've been given that gift but the thing about relationships is that both sides have to put in work God's been putting in the work since before you were in the womb so when should you start I just said that, and it attacked me immediately. (sighs) What work am I putting in? Am I pursuing my gifts? Am I pursuing my reading? Am I pursuing my prayer? Am I pursuing my journaling? Am I improving my spiritual, physical, emotional, mental, and financial health? Am I battling in the spiritual warfare? Am I discerning situations? Am I interceding on people's lives? Am I singing and am I teaching? If I'm saying no to these things, that means there's a problem. Because that means I'm not holding up my end of the deal. But the thing about God 
is that never-ending mercy allows you to pick up wherever you left off. Which is why you're rediscovering God. You're doing it again. But this time you have a checkpoint. Okay. Next question is how did he how did he speak to me? What did he used to say to me? How loud did he used to be? He used to speak to me through my siblings and the things they would say, the things they would do, through items like a carpet and a hairdryer, and through songs. A lot of music dug deep into me. How does he speak to me now? Now that I'm rediscovering him, his voice is becoming louder. He's speaking through music and dance again. But for a few months there, I didn't hear his voice. I would pray and find some peace, but I wouldn't hear his voice telling me that the peace was from him. I didn't get a confirmation. I didn't get assurance of his love. But that's the give and take of a relationship. Following off of how did he and how does he, what volume is he at in your life right now? And why is he at that level? In my life, he's kind of quiet right now, but he's not silent anymore. He never stopped giving me love. That's true. He's given me love in so many ways, whether it's through people hugging me at random, people giving me compliments on my body, on my hair, on my whatever, on my voice. He has never stopped loving me, but he has gone silent before. Now he's simply quiet. He's waiting for me to step up. And as soon as I do, he will too. Where is he at in your life? What volume is he set at? Have you turned him down recently? Or have you turned him up? Are you catching on fire again? Or are you letting your flame sizzle? I want him to be turned up. (laughs) I need to add a song to this list that I was going to share with you guys. So, songs that have recently been my confirmation have been Surrounded, or Fight My Battles, Defender, If We're Honest, and Refiner. Refiner was the one that I just added to my list. And I added it because as I was saying, I want him to be turned up, I remembered, I want to be tried by fire. That's one of the lyrics in the song. I want to be tried by fire. I want to be purified. Lord, here's my life. So what I take that as, I want to change. I want to be better for you and for your kingdom. It would even be smart to say, for our kingdom. 
because you're a part of it. And surrounded, it reminds me that I'm protected no matter how quiet God gets. Defender, whatever battle I'm facing with Satan, while my back is turned to the world, God is fighting those battles for me. Right now I'm fighting lust and gluttony. While my face is focused on those two things, God is fighting the battles of academics and financials for me. If we're honest, it's admitting that we've drifted and finally returning home. Let me say that again. It's admitting that we drifted and we're finally coming home. Finally, I'd like to just share those verses with you again in case you didn't get it earlier. Philippians 6 through 7 was do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. And one that I forgot to share earlier was Romans 12 6. It's a very simple verse. But it's talking about the gifts. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. Simply saying, like my gift is interceding. If my gift is interceding, then intercede in accordance with my faith. If I walk into a gas station and I'm asked to pray over the cashier, I have to stop what I'm doing and pray over the gas here. That is my job that aligns with my faith. If your gift is discernment, you walk into a store and you're told to go and hand a $5 bill to the man outside, you're going to find a $5 bill in your wallet. You're going to walk to that man and hand it to him. Because it's aligned with your faith. And lastly, John 3.16. Which I'm going to pause for just a second and go and find it. Because I didn't remember it, honestly. And I'd like to. John 3.16 says... For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Guys, let me give a proposal. Let's rediscover God together. Bible studies are probably one of the most awkward times or situations in your life. I know it's true. But let's not make it a Bible study. Let's make it an encounter with God in fellowship with others. Or if I'd 
can even say it better. A connected encounter with God. So if you want to go back to the beginning of your notes. Podcast number one. Rediscovering God. A proposal of a connected encounter with God. Finally, I want to say that in order to improve physically, emotionally, mentally, financially, we have to improve spiritually first. I know you've learned if you've grown up in church or if you've ever been to a church service that God comes before everything, right? But you have to remember that as you face battles in non-spiritual situations. Because no matter how hard you try to keep God out of it, to make it a worldly thing, you can't. Because when you sign up as a Christian, you sign up to have God everywhere with you. In your walk, in your sleep, in your prayer life, in what you buy, in your bills, in your work, everywhere. So remember that as you talk with God through the day and as you read your Bible through the day and as you fellowship with me here. I just want to thank you guys, whoever ends up hearing this. And I hope I can get better at this (laughs) so that I can enjoy it with you guys. And let's have fun. Y'all have a good day, a good night, a good afternoon, whenever you're watching this. And goodbye.